Welcome to Live Unreal with Jeff Glover and Glover U. Okay, let's go ahead and jump in. I want you to start off with seven copywriting rules, specifically as it relates to social media. So I identified seven rules specifically as it relates to social media. By the way, um, that recap video, man, what a great job they did on that, huh? Let's hear it for our video crew. Yeah. And honestly, while we're at it, we should also thank the AV crew because they've been keeping this program moving smoothly as much as possible and been doing a great job. So thank the guys in the back and the guys backstage. Okay, seven copywriting rules specifically as it relates to social media. Rule number one, keep the title, keep the title of any ads specifically as it relates to your business page. And we're gonna talk bit difference. When I get into social media, we're gonna talk about the difference between business and personal, what you should be doing with each. But as it relates to business, in this case, keep the title of your ads to no more than five words. Keep the title of your ads to no more than five words. And the catchier, the better. You heard a perfect example of it when I was interviewing Ken Posick on his YouTube titles. Right? He's not putting the address, three bedrooms, three baths, and all this in the title. He's coming up with catchy things that will cause people to stop and read. And sometimes, you know, um, uh, sometimes getting something that, that, that maybe not everyone agrees with, not necessarily controversial, uh, but not necessarily everyone agrees with, will cause people to stop scrolling, right? And the goal is to get people to stop scrolling. So if we keep it to no more than five words, the catchier, the better. Number two, use the five trigger words. Use the five trigger words. And I'm gonna share those with you now. Utilize the five trigger words. Now, uh, I heard somebody in the audience say, can you give us some examples? I'm gonna give you some words right now. Was that you, Ellie? Yep, I'm gonna give you some right now. Here's five that you would use in those titles. Trigger words, ready? You, Y-O-U. There is study after study done that says our brain responds differently when we read you because we feel it's personal. The word you, the word free, the word because. We talked yesterday in our NLP breakout session about how because is a cause and effect, right? X causes Y. Our brains are trained to respond to X causing Y. And because, when we use the word because, it naturally causes our mind to believe whatever comes after because must be true. Use the word instant, instant. And f number five under the five trigger words is the word new, the word new. Number three under seven copywriting rules. Now again, I say copywriting, it's probably easier to say writing copy because it might confuse you when I, I'm not talking about copyrights and patents. I'm talking about actually writing copy or typing ads. Number three is using negative or controversial language. Using negative or controversial language. Avoid this. Seven biggest mistakes. Eight don't do's. When I say negative or controversial, you'll see in a second, point number four is stay away from politics and religion. So don't go there with number three. Using negative or controversial language. And again, you heard that when I was interviewing Ken. In the he tries to come up with stuff that was like, causes people to stop scrolling. 
Don't do this. This huge, don't make this mistake, right? Number four is stay away from politics and religion. Stay away from politics and religion. Most of you probably already know that. Number five, do not overuse emojis. Do not overuse emojis. It reduces credibility. There was a period of time when emojis first came out and people were first using them where it was cool. It stood out. Today, it actually looks like, like a comic, right? So you have to be careful if you're overusing emojis. Now, I'm not saying you are avoiding using emojis. I'm just saying if you're doing any sort of post or an ad, it probably should have five or less emojis. I mean, don't have, you know, you know the fire and then a, a, a racquetball and then, you know, like a up and down thing and a speaker microphone. I mean, don't have it after every sentence. It reduces credibility. That's number five. Number six, use humor when possible so long as you keep it classy. Use humor when possible so long as you keep it classy. Use humor when possible so long as you keep it classy. And number seven, share stories, not facts. Share stories, not facts. Too many of us are doing the traditional, hey, check out this three bedroom, two and a half bath, new listing, boom, boom, boom. No, facts don't sell, stories sell. What do I mean by stories? What I mean by stories is, I wanna know how long they lived there, uh, what they did to the home, why they're moving. I wanna know uh, how many kids that they raised and where their kids went off to college and why they're moving to a different area and what they love about the neighborhood, what they loved about the house and, and what they've improved in the house. I want some story to it. Now let's talk about messaging a little bit. First off, I wanna share with you what I'm referring to when you hear me say messaging. If you want to write this down, this is my definition of it just based on my knowledge. I'm sure if you Google whatever, you can find 17 other ones. This is just mine based on how it relates to real estate. By definition, messaging is how you communicate your value to the public. Messaging is how you communicate your value to the public. Dot, 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 I continued. It could be a set of points. It could be a set of strategies or even your mission. It could be a set of points, strategies, and even your mission. You don't have to write this down, but I, I continued. Essentially, it's what others think of you based on what type of propaganda you put out. So answer this question. If you signed on, don't write this down, just think about this for a moment. If you signed up with an advertising agency, one of the first things they're going to ask you, for those of you that haven't done this before, if you have, you know this question. One of the first questions they're going to ask you is what would you like to communicate to your target audience? So my question for you would be, and you don't have to answer right now, but you should give it some sincere thought, what do I want to communicate to my target audience? What would your answer be? Write it down, give it some thought. And by the way, a pro tip on that one, whenever I'm asked that question, I'm always thinking of a way I can solve a problem. Because why? The best messaging 
solves a problem. The best messaging solves a problem. Which for those of you that were on the tour, you've heard me say this before, how, how it drives me nuts seeing all this messaging about sold for 137% of asking price in 22 seconds. Everyone knows, watch this, no matter what market you're in, <clears throat> in your market today, is it pretty common that sellers know homes are selling fast? Say yes. Yes. Okay, good. In your market, is it pretty common and known that homes are selling for a lot of money? Say yes. So then bragging about it and creating posts and creating ads, talking about things that aren't problems are not getting the attention of the consumer. They already know that things are hot. They already know that things are going well. But what is getting good attention from the consumer? When you produce something or put something out there about solving a problem. How about if you did marketing around success with buyers? Because if I'm not mistaken, most consumers in your market are talking about how tough it is to get an offer accepted. If I'm not mistaken, most consumers in our market are talking about how they have to pay over asking price. So why don't you solve that problem? Well, how could I solve that problem? You create marketing around your success stories, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So I wrote down, let's see, here are nine messaging topics and examples to work from. Nine messaging topics and examples to work from. So you could look at this list. When you're creating your marketing, when you're creating your, your branding, when you're creating social media ads, whatever it is you're doing, I want you to look at these nine. When you're putting posts together. Number one, testimonials and success stories. These are topics or examples to work with. Testimonials and success stories is number one. Number two, teasers. Teasers. Meaning like coming soons, new listings, and so forth. Number three, niche markets. Niche markets. First time buyer is a topic. Empty nesters is a topic. Luxury is a topic. City tours are topics. Niche markets. Number four, educational events. Educational events. Well, what do you mean by educational events? Well, how about home buyer seminars, investor meetups? I know a, uh, um, uh, one of the panelists up here, Erica, was talking about her, the work she does with investors. Well, one thing I know about that team in Detroit is they do a lot of investor meetups at their office. And that is so when you see their social media marketing, it's marketing, hey, next Thursday at 7 p.m., we're going to do investor meetup. We're going to have food, this, yep, come one, come all. Number five, another topic could be home improvement ROI. Home improvement ROI. There's a million different types of home improvements out there. Could you do some type of campaign to inform about the ROIs that you get on home improvements in your market? Well, where do I get that information? Well, the National Home Builders Association puts out that information every year for every section of the country, right? The Southeast, the Midwest, whatever. How about charity support and partnerships? Charity support and partnerships. Work you do with charities, work you do with your own charities. People like to do business with people who do good things. 
So for those of you that were on the tour, you know one of the 21 points was go get into a relationship with a foundation in your market or create your own. Number seven, home valuation, although as I mentioned on Monday, the, the results of those are starting to slide. This one's starting to increase. Home offer, home evaluation and or home offer. Meaning, the even though the days of, you know, click here to see what your home is worth are starting to decline, the results from those ads are starting to drop. They're still getting results. I'm not, it's just like anybody could argue, well, since it, it would be like, since contacts per hour are starting to slide, I'm not gonna prospect on the phone anymore. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is you might have to either spend more or cast a wider net to get the same results. But what is increasing in population, what is increasing in Google searches and excitement and energy and, and, and clicking and, and commenting and all of this is not what is my home worth, because we know they can go get that on their own, but it is what would you buy my home for cash right now? Because remember the consumer needs talk, we opened up with day one, that checks all those boxes. Now, cash security. That's number seven. Number eight, you could do a catchy message in the image with swipe for more. A catchy message in the image with swipe for more. You've seen that, you know, next thing you know, swipe to see these photos, swipe to see this. Number nine, sorry, so catchy message, I, I don't wanna go too fast on you here. Catchy message in the image with swipe for more. Number nine would be, or download something useful. You're posting or advertising a download, home buying guide, home improvement tips, getting your home ready for sale tips, or you know the 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 downsides of selling your home instantly. Download something useful. I have credit repair, a list of home improvements. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what some examples of some messages are as it relates to messaging and the real estate industry. And I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna rapid fire through these. Some of them may apply, some of them won't apply, some of them you might wanna write down, you might wanna write down all of them. The first several are, is our messaging in our market and the messaging that's worked for us for several years. Again, not all of this is gonna to apply to you and your market, but it's probably good to still have them handy. Here are some examples of, remember when I said keep it five or less? We sell the most. We get you more. I'm gonna rapid fire these, so write fast. We sell the most. We get you more. We do it faster. No one markets more. We do it faster. No one markets more. We give back to the community. We give back to the community. We give back to the community. We make it as seamless as possible. We make it as seamless as possible. We make it as seamless as possible. We bring you cash offers. We bring you cash offers. We put more money in your pocket. 
we put more money in your pocket. We'll buy your home. We'll buy your home. We'll buy your home. How about your offer backed by cash? Your offer backed by cash. The new program that we rolled out this year to get more of our buyer offers accepted. We'll talk about that another day, maybe on the podcast. Or if you're leading a team, our agents live the best lives. Our agents make the most money. Our agents get more leads. That should be enough to get you thinking. And if you're thinking that not a lot of those apply to you, how could I come up with some of my own? I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five, six types of competitive advantages in the real estate industry that you have. And I want you to, when you're thinking of your own, when you're writing your copy and you're following those rules, I want you to keep in mind this, these six types. And again, I'm going to go through these rather quickly so we can get to our next segment. I wanted to get through section two before I moved on. So you have six types of competitive advantages. I'm going to share these with you now. Six types of competitive advantages. These six you should keep in mind as you're writing your ads or writing your copy. Number one is the differential advantage. The differential advantage. In a nutshell is what's unique about your business? The differential advantage. Now don't write this part down, just listen. A company that has a differential advantage offers a service that has more unique benefit to the market than its competitors. Okay, so you have to define what's unique about your business. We've heard that from our keynotes and everybody up here, it seems like the last couple days. Having a differential advantage means identifying the unique position your business has in the market and describing those differences to the public. Simple things, better quality, faster service, we get you more, right? All of those, a lot of those things I already mentioned there. Or here's a competitive advantage. Now I'm not necessarily recommending this one, but I know several of you in here may use this model and that's okay, there's nothing wrong with it. The second one would be the cost leading advantage. The cost leading advantage. What is the cost leading advantage? In a nutshell, it's offering the same or less at a discount. Meaning your value proposition is that it costs them less to work with you. Again, not something I endorse, not something we use, and I'm sure there's dozen plus of you that have had success with that, and that's totally fine. That's the cost leading advantage number two. Number three would be the market focused advantage. The market focused advantage, and you see a lot of agents doing this, essentially those that have a very hyper local market meaning they're targeting markets versus working a broad market. And because of that, that's part of your value proposition, right? I mean, I would imagine for those of you that, that are familiar with my business in Detroit, I am personally more of the broad marketer. 
So I would expect if our competitors follow our stuff, which a lot of them do, and that's fine. I believe there's always more to go around, so I don't care. I would expect that our competitors are saying, well, yeah, Jeff works the entire city, but I specialize in this neighborhood. And let me give you three to five reasons why that's a benefit. That's called the market-focused advantage. Number four, the network advantage. Of course, would be my response when after I go on the appointment and the seller says, well, we had somebody out and they say that you don't really specialize in our market. Oh, absolutely, I, you're right. I, <laughs> I don't specialize in your market. Uh, I specialize in all markets in Southeast Michigan and that actually gives me a competitive advantage because I have the largest network, which means it's gonna be the largest pool of buyers potentially for your home. Because last time I checked, most buyers aren't gonna just be moving within your community. You want an agent that's promoting your home to the entire market, don't you? Network advantage is oftentimes the advantage that real estate agents use when it comes to their network, country clubs they belong to, people they know, affiliations they have. You know, another example, which obviously this might not resonate with everyone, but affiliations with sports teams. We have a partnership with the Detroit Tigers. You better believe on every single appointment, we're explaining that as a network advantage to the, cu to the customer, which many of them are already familiar with that. By the way, Glover U is an example of a network advantage. You better believe when you go on listing appointments, you, you should be saying, oh my gosh, I'm part of, and, and by the way, one of the biggest differences between myself and the other agents you're interviewing is I'm part of uh, a very high producing successful network of agents from around the country. It's called Glover U. And let me tell you why I go to these events, to stay sharp. Now agents in my market, you probably won't use that one and that's okay. <laughs> Maybe I should just call that guy. Oh, he's probably on a plane somewhere speaking. Don't worry about that. Don't think I don't know what you guys say. They tell me, okay? They tell me. Okay, yeah, see, we know. Number five, the resource advantage. The resource advantage. What is the resource advantage? The resource advantage refers to the competitive advantage we have based on our resources. For lack of a better term, it can be uh, money, it can be our brokerage, it can be our team, it can be affiliation with a franchise. All of the resources that your organization, organization provides or the resources that you have in terms of dough and what that does, how that benefits the client. And then finally, number six would be your brand advantage. Your brand advantage. This would be your specific brand, your team's brand, or your company's brand. Oftentimes, the large, large franchises, Remax, Cobalt Banker, use that as their value proposition because your name affiliated with their brand creates more credibility. And by the way, sorry, independence, there is some truth to that. Now, of course, if I'm an independent broker, an independent agent, I can list seven reasons why it makes more sense to be independent, and I support that too. But when I'm looking at the six, then that would just maybe be one you don't pick unless your independent brand was so strong. I mean, I know a lot of independent brands that are stronger than even the franchise brands in their given market. We see them all over the place. So then in that case, it would be a brand advantage if the independent name was known more than the franchise name. So that is part two, messaging and writing copy. The rest of the day today, I'm gonna to finish with part three, part four, part five. I promise you we're gonna get through all of them, okay? Jeff Glover's real estate team has the highest 
per agent production in the state year after year. Want to know their secret? It's Sales Rocket. Skills, leads, systems, and it's available to you too. Sales Rocket is the virtual training platform that Jeff puts all of his agents through. In 31 pre-recorded video sessions taught by Jeff Glover himself, you'll master lead generation, lead conversion, presentation skills, time management, implementation of scalable systems, and more, all at your own pace. It's everything you need to know and do to accelerate your production and close more transactions. Access Jeff Glover's own training platform, Sales Rocket, at gloveru.com slash salesrocket. Get started today.